About the Church podcast, episode number 121. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the About the Church podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm in the studio by myself today. Not only has it been a long time since I released an episode of About the Church, it's been, it seems like it's been forever since I did one solo. And, well, I wanted to come to you and share my heart and my life as it relates to my relationship to the church. Uh, you know, and, and so the, I figured, you know, this is the perfect podcast to kind of talk about the church because it's called About the Church. And and I certainly have <clears throat> something to share about it. And, and what I'm about ready to share could be a massive shock as far as, as the reaction that I get from uh, a lot of people. And I realize that it's, it, it's, it, it could be extremely shocking information. Um, however, uh, for those who have been listening to about the church ever since, uh, way back in 2006, and I know that some of you have listened that long, you may remember that I, you know, you may remember a, a a certain five part series that I did back in, uh, I think it was November of 2006. So it's, it's, it's just about five years ago. And that's really where the journey of where I am today actually started. It started. Um, I won't tell you the name of the, the five part series just yet, but, uh, let me, let me, let me just tell you a little bit. Now, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, because some of you have already seen the show notes. Uh, you've already seen maybe the title that's hinted at what I'm going to do. And I don't want to drag this out forever, but I have a hard time deciding, you know, thinking about how I'm going to share with you, you know, what sentence, what phrase do I give you to explain to you a mace, a massive, a major massive decision that I have made related to my relationship to God and and faith and how I live that out. And I, I, I'm gonna just throw out a phrase. I'm gonna throw out a phrase, and 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 I'm gonna explain to you that it probably sounds more shocking than it is. But then again, some of you, no matter no matter how I might possibly, um phrase this you're you're just you're just going to be shocked and you're not going to agree with me and that's fine but um I, i'm going to share the phrase like this i have made the decision and my wife totally agrees that we're no longer going to go to church okay well a long awkward pause there yeah, uh, we're no longer going to go to church, uh, and 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 what I mean by this is is we're we're giving up on the institution, uh, giving up on the the rules, the regulations, the guilt, the shame, the commitments, the the everything else. Giving it all up. Yeah, we're we're giving it up. Uh, I'm 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 giving up religion altogether. I I, I want to give up religion. I want to give up. I want to give up institutionalized baggage. I, I'm I'm giving it up. Now, with that being said, I, I want to encourage you to understand that I am not suggesting that you should do the same. Though, if God should should so lead you, then then that's between you and He. Uh, but I I want to assure you that this is not something that I am entering into lightly, and it's something that I certainly am very excited about. Um, hmm, yeah, okay. So I guess I can go ahead and for those who haven't been around since two thousand six, uh, I I will tell you that episodes fourteen through. 18 of the about the church podcast was a five-part series titled <gasps> why i hate the church and and it was uh matter of fact i was i'm trying to think real quick um george barna uh had a book and i'm trying to remember the name of it now i can't even remember 
what that was. Uh, let me pause this and I'll, I'll see if I can find it for you. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm back and I found it. It was George Barna's book, Revolution. And so I was reading this book uh, called, you know, it, it, you know the, and I did a blog post. I think it was back on November 13th, 2010, and, uh, or no, 2006. <laughs> Is it okay for Christians to hate church? And I read this book, and I'll be honest with you, I really struggled with the message. I mean, I really felt like George Barna had uncovered some, some amazing things. And, 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 and I remember at the end of the five-part series thinking, you know what? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I literally hate the institution of the church. I really, I, I think it, I think it's crazy and I think it should be something else. And I recall at the end of those five episodes and, and basically it was me reading the book and sharing my thoughts as I was going through it. And uh, I remember walking away from that book, Revolution by George Barna, thinking, you know what? I seem to feel like George Barna is saying that, you know, it's okay for Christians to have a life where they're not plugged into this thing known as the local church. You know, and I remember it's like, you know, George Barna doesn't seem to give any any argument for the for the whole concept of, you know, Jesus setting up this church and he's called some to be deacons, some to be elders and and stuff like this and the authority. I mean, obviously, you know, the 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 going to a local church is important. Otherwise, why would it be in the scriptures and 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 all of that stuff? So, I remember that being my that was my one reservation and and you know, perhaps yes, live this life that that these revolutionary people are 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 living, but but I think they should still be plugged into a local church, you know, with the pastor and you know, and the you know, attending worship corporately together and and all of this other stuff. I I think that that's I think that's something that God, if if I could say, requires of us, uh, for us to be good Christians, we should do that. Um, and, and, and whatever. And, and so I remember coming away and saying, you know what, uh, you know what, it's maybe I don't hate the church. I just hate what I've experienced in the church. And, 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 and it, I remember at the end of it, it's just like, just feeling kind of, um, yeah, no, I don't know. But, but that's when it started, you know, and, and I shared, I think during that series that I had left, you know, the church that we were attending, we, we were in a rather large church for our area. Uh, and, and I was very involved in ministry there. I was podcasting as a hobby at at the time. And I was, I was, you know, I was, I was a very pious person. I very much enjoyed my position of authority, if you will. If I mean, I didn't have any authority. I mean, seriously, it was stupid to even think that, but I sure did a, 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 I did enjoy and, 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 and loved my position within the church. You know, the, the, you know, I, I was, I was, I was the leader of small groups and I wasn't even just the leader of small groups. I was the leader of leaders of small groups. And, and I just remember how much pride I took into what I was doing for God and, and, and all that stuff. And I remember being all so excited about it. And then, you know, when podcasting came into my life as a hobby around a TV show, a secular one at that. I remember getting so excited about it and just and then all of a sudden getting the emails and and seeing that we were having positive impacts on people's uh, impact on people's lives. And it was just blowing me away so much so that I really felt called to to build and establish meaningful relationships with these people from all over the world and find a way to plug them into relationship with each other. And and um, lo and behold, um, there came a time when I, I used to work a lot. I used to work, you know, 12, 14 hour days sometimes at the insurance agency. And, and I made salary, but I also made some really hefty commissions. And after about six to eight months of podcasting, my commissions went down to almost zero. And uh, all I had was my salary, which means that my income dropped about two grand a month. And, um, you know, we're single family income. And, and so, you know, obviously I'm very close to my pastor at the time and some other friends, you know, peers, other, you know, co-leaders in the ministry. And, 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 you know, they're aware that, you know, I've, I've shared that, you know, I'm focusing more time than maybe, you know, what I had ever anticipated on this podcasting thing. And, 
and stuff like that. And I, I was just, uh, you know, I, I, this is, I'm so passionate about it. And they're like, yeah, that's great, Cliff. Hey, we get this new thing. And oh, by the way, we, we, we have this idea, you know, because, because of, you know, our ministry standing within the church, it'd be nice if we could get some of our, our ministry team leaders into, you know, the, the position of eldership within the church. And that way we would have some, you know, <laughs> leverage on the church board. And, um, you know, we, we want to recommend you for deacon. And I'm like, well, wait a second, the, the whole deacon role, I've, that that's not a calling from what I understand that, that, that I feel led to do. It's not a, it's not according to my spiritual gifts. I know. And they're like, yeah, but it, you know, here at this such and such church, you know, they, they require you be a deacon for two years before they can make you elder. And that's ultimately what we would love to, to see for you. And I said, well, what's required of an, a deacon? And, and, uh, I looked and they wanted, you know, they wanted you to attend every single service, which by the way, there was four every weekend. And, uh, there would be other meetings that I would need to attend. And I would also be on rotation for delivering, uh, communion to shut-ins and all, oh, if it ever snows in the wintertime, you have to show up early to, uh, shovel, shovel snow and stuff like that. And so, I, I looked at those and I, I'm like, man, I'm already leading a small group. I'm already leading these leaders of small groups. I'm, you know, already not doing as much as I should at work. And I'm, you know, pretty busy with all this podcast. And I turned it down and I got judged for that. Almost, I mean, nobody said the words, but I mean, it was it was almost as if they were saying, you know, Cliff, you know, we're, we're kind of concerned about your spiritual life and your relationship with God because you're telling us that you can't do these things and this is obviously where I think God's calling you to go and and uh, I, I I think maybe you you should consider praying about you know laying off this podcasting thing and and I, I started to feel guilty so pretty much anytime I, I got into podcasting when I thought about my faith and my relationship with God I started feeling really guilty about any time I spent play, playing around with podcasting but I still had this strong passion and calling and sense that God wanted me involved in podcasting. And, um, you know, a couple other things happened and I shared them in the, in the thing. And, and it just became obvious that the people there, um, I, I just didn't feel like they understood who I was and what I was being called to do. And, and I was being made to feel guilty for the things that I really honestly felt God wanted for me. And so uh, there, there were some other big issues, uh, one of them being a, a huge, massive building campaign, and I decided to leave the church. And, uh, and, and Stephanie decided with me, obviously. And uh, we, we were fed up. We were, we were sick and tired of being sick and tired in that church. And, and a great pastor friend of ours, his name was Rick, and he says, you should read this book called Simple Church. And so I read that book, and I remember it's like, wow. I like this, you know, it, it, does this kind of church exist? And, and I, and we started praying. It's like, God, could you show us a church that, that, that operates this way? And, uh, we, we were led to the church where we are today, five years ago. And, uh, I remember the very first uh, time I attended that church, um, absolutely fell in love with our pastor. Uh, I had already had a pretty decent relationship with him, knew him when he even went to school with him when I was in high school. But, uh, you know, really developed a, a, a good relationship with him. And I still have a very good, well, I mean, as good as, you know, we can have when I hardly ever see him or talk to him. But, you know, I mean, I I, 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 I love the, the pastor of our church. I really do. And uh, back then, the, the, the thing that hooked me on this church is that they were very much more, they were more relational. Um, they, they seemed to be very focused, heavily focused, as an entire church on, on small group living life together kind of deal. And uh, the, the ser- sermon series on Sundays for the three weeks that we, when we started there was titled Religion Bites. And in fact, if you want to, you can go all the way into the archives. You'd have to go to gspn.tv slash plus access to get these, you know, all the way back to 2006. But um, Religion Bites, it's episodes number 19, 20, and 21. So 19, 20, and 21 of About the Church podcast were actually just me syndicating that three, those three sermons over to this podcast. And it was, it was everything that I'm feeling now. It's like religion 
stinks. It bites. It really does. It, it religion is gets in the way of a relationship with God. Religion sets itself up, you know, to 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 cause people to stumble and 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 all this other stuff. And I remember it's like, wow, I cannot believe we found a, a place to to come and and participate in this. And ah, well, you know, time went on and and a lot of things happened. And uh, I I I. I had some some exciting things happen recently, and and I'll tell you what I've got. I've got a 26 minute conversation that I had with a a, a friend, somebody I call a friend, but also happens to be somebody I met through my consulting and coaching business uh, here for PodcastAnswerMan.com. And uh, his uh, the the conversation is with my client and and friend. His name is Steve Cloida. And you can find him, by the way, at pro- theprospectingexpert.com. Again, that's theprospectingexpert.com. He's uh, he's taking his podcast to the next level, and I'm really excited about where he's 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 going with his podcasting. But this is a client where, when he and I first started working together, several well, probably about a year ago, um, he and I really developed a, a pretty good uh, relationship. Um, he, he started things off by just sharing his heart and his life and even his testimony about, you know, his faith and, and, and stuff like that. He, he kind of he kind of opened up the door for that kind of conversation between the two of us. And well, um, this week and I'm, I'm trying I'm trying not to give you too much backstory because I'm going to play for you this conversation I had with my client and friend Steve Cloida. Uh, and, 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 and it's 26 minutes of this conversation. I just want to let you know that, um, when I have a consulting call, most of the time I'll offer my client at the beginning, I said, would you like me to record the audio of this conversation? Cause my clients are out there paying me now $300 an hour for, for an hour of conversation with me, or sometimes it's also with, you know, go to meeting and all this other stuff where we're sharing screens, but still I say, you know, I'd, I'd love to offer you an audio recording of this just in case you need to go back and hear something. Maybe you, he's like, what did Cliff say? You know, and you can go back and listen to it. And so at the beginning of this call with, with Steve, I, I said, as I always do, Hey, would you like me to record this conversation so that I can send it to you and you can listen to it back later? Well, he said, sure. And, uh, I record it. I hit record at the end of our call. Um, I, 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 you know, we had already spent our hour together and I said, Steve, I'd love to tell you about something that's going on in my life and, and about a book that I've been reading. And he's like, yeah. And, and we ended up talking for about 26 more minutes. In fact, I know it's exactly 26 minutes because that's exactly how long the audio clip is that I took off the end of that recording. Cause I, I sent Steve an email. I said, Hey Steve, I just want to let you know, I sent you the recording of our call and I didn't realize it, but I didn't end the recording at the end of our consulting call. The, the entire conversation you and I had following that uh, was recorded. And you know what? I, I've been thinking, how can I share with my audience and my community what's going on in my life? And man, the conversation, just how I shared it with you is exactly how I'd want to share it with them. And I'm wondering, would you be okay if I actually took just those 26 minutes and included it in a podcast and, uh, and, and this is what Steve wrote back. He says, Cliff, I'm blown away that you think enough of our conversation to want to share it. Wow. As far as I'm concerned, share it with the whole world. I have nothing to hide. Please share, share with what God has put on your heart and by all means, share who I am. You are a blessed man. You have enriched my life in so many ways. Podcasting has given you an opportunity to share with others your passion it's it's an honor to be called your friend, Steve. So obviously, I just want to let you know up front, you know, why is there this recording? Um, why is there this recording of this conversation? I, you know, does Cliff just go around recording people's conversations? And this is all obviously being shared with permission. But uh, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to get I'm not going to set this up any further. I'm already, gosh, 20 minutes into this. I'm going to go ahead and play this entire conversation and, and then maybe I'll just wrap it up with a little bit at the end. So uh, here, here's that conversation right now. The other thing I wanted to tell you is I, I just finished reading a book that is radically transforming my, my mind and my life. And the name? The book is called 
so you don't want to go to church anymore. And uh, it's funny, this is something that God has been laying on my heart. He's been working with me for five years. And what's happened was um, we left a big, huge mega church, and um, I got pretty much looked down upon uh, and and kind of uh, judged for the amount of time that I spent in podcasting. They thought it was they thought it was uh, ungodly of me to turn down going to more meetings and and attending more services and and all this other stuff. And I turned down the an offer to become a deacon when I've never felt called to be a deacon in my life. But they wanted me to become a deacon, and I turned it down. And I said, "Listen, I just can't. I can't live up to all the obligations and commitments that you guys require. I, I just don't have the time for it." Well, and it's like, well, if you'd quit, if you'd focus on your insurance career and stop playing around with that podcast, and you'd have more time for God. Isn't that something? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and so that's, and, and I said, well, you guys don't understand. I, I'm thinking about leaving my career in insurance. And they're like, dude, you, I mean, and you could just tell us like these people are like, you are so far from God. You just don't even know it. My wife and I decided, you know what? We need to get out of this church. This is, this is wrong. And so we went and searched for a church that, that didn't have a building, you know, that met in a high school gymnasium, you know, something that, you know, where it was all about the relationships and it wasn't about the big building and all the requirements and the meetings and stuff like that. And we found it. We found it and love. I loved it for about four months. And I started leading a home team Bible study group in our church and, and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're like, oh, by the way, Cliff, uh, we've decided that we're going to require home teams to uh, rotate to do this and we need you to administrate that and oh by the way we're also going to one you know we know that you meet once a week every week but now we're going to ask you to your group to give up one meeting every month to go and do this ministry that we've uh, volunteered our church to participate in and and it's like it's just like commitment after commitment after commitment to just and it was just thrown on and of course if you say anything it's like well what do you mean you mean how can you say this? This is what God's calling us to do. And I'm like, well, that's great. It's called what God's calling you to do. It's not what he's calling me to do. And I'll, t- I'll tell you, we've been at this church for five years now and I enjoyed it for the first four months. And, and Steve, I will tell you, I have struggled with guilt and shame for the last uh, four, four years and nine months. You want to know why? Because I despise sitting in that auditorium every Sunday morning. It is the it is the worst hour of my life and the best thing that's ever come out of it in the last 4 years and 9 months is the is is the knowledge I gain from the books that I read while everybody else is standing up there singing. And of course, I I feel nothing but guilt and shame because how can I possibly love God if I can't worship him? And of course, worship him is defined by the way that you know, church is always defined worship, which is going to church on Sunday morning. And whether you you like the music or not, you get up there and by golly, God certainly gave his son on the cross. You can at least endure the pain and suffering of this Sunday morning music. It's not church. It's about a relationship. It has nothing to do with four walls, nothing to do with any of that. I, 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 I want to tell you something. I am 100% free today. Beautiful. I am 100% free. And this book, God used to radically, radically break me free from it. Get the book. Peter didn't leave his career as a fisherman, did he? I don't think you're anywhere in the Bible. It's, a- it's amazing how God's been speaking to me through like five different methods all at once, all different, all different avenues, and all was summarized by this book. And, and this friend of mine, from our old church that we left, she happens to be my wife's best friend, and they do a podcast together. They just started; it's called Authentic Life Radio. And she 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 just happened to have this book in her hands, and 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 she did set it down on the table. And I'm like, "What's what's that book you're reading?" And she wasn't even like waiting to show me or anything like that. She she just had. She goes, "Oh, it's it's this." And I'm and I looked at it, and I'm like, and I'm thinking, Sarah's reading a book about so you don't want to go to church anymore. So I said, tell me, tell me what you're thinking. And she, or she shared some things that God's been laying on her heart and some things she's been dealing with. And and I'll tell you what, it, that was Wednesday. And I went to bed Wednesday night. And at one o'clock in the morning, I, I'm like laying in bed and I can't go to sleep. And I'm like, what's going on? Why can't I go? I, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. 
And I, I grabbed my Kindle and I, I, I looked up, so you don't want to go to church anymore. And I bought that book and I, I stayed up until about three o'clock in the morning reading. And I've stayed up until about two or three in the morning every morning for the last five days. And I finished it today. I'm going to get that book. It sounds really good. See, I have a problem with religion. I do too. Now. And just, I can't deal with it. The do's, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should sign up for this group. You should be leading this. Uh, that, all those rules and regulations, that's not what it's about. And it's taken us years to find a really a small church. Our pastor, he's got a shaved head. He's got a spike coming through his lip. Um, the guy is just so in touch with the Lord. The Lord has blessed this man. This boy can preach, and he, and he talks about the Word of God. Yeah. And he says, it doesn't matter if you're an accountant, an attorney, you serve at McDonald's, that's your ministry that God has called you to, and who around you can you show the light and the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to? That's a really a simple message. Yeah, Steve, get this book and read it. I, here's the thing. It, it, it normally takes me, it normally would take me a month to read a book this size. I read it and I probably, I probably read it in a total of maybe seven or eight hours over the course of the last week. And I want to tell you, I, I, I was, I was, I was just as religious as the next person. And of course that's why I felt so guilty over the last several years. It's just because I feel like I'm just not living up to the things that I know that I would expect everybody else to live up to because that's what good Christians do. And I'm telling you what, I, matter of fact, my biggest thing was, you know what, God, there's no way that God can love me and bless me because I am not living up to it. And, and I get these emails from people telling me that I'm changing their lives and that I'm making a huge impact. And I can't tell you, you, and I've had people tell me, write in and tell me, you're the perfect example of what a Christian should be. And I'm like, yes, that's it. That's- and and you, and you know what? I'm like, no, you're wrong. I am a horrible, broken person. I, I, how can you say that? Because if you only knew, I, I go to church on Sunday morning and I am bored stiff. I hate it. Matter of fact, they stand, it's like everybody stand. And I'm like, I'm, forget you. I'm sitting down, read my book. Leave me alone. I'm not, I'm not standing right now. And, and, you know, and I, I feel guilty for it, but I don't care if I feel guilty for it. You know, I'm just here. I love God. I want a relationship with God, but I don't want this crap. I agree. And and, and so I felt guilty and I'm like how can I be a good Christian when I have that attitude? And I've learned that I have that that you know and, and this is the best thing and and I'm so excited. I've learned that there is absolutely nothing I can do to make God love me. Nothing. That's nothing. It. Nothing. I he already loves me. He loves me. And and the, and the fact is is and this is the biggest one and this is the one I always struggled with and and that I'll probably still have to struggle with a little bit. But I've learned that this is true. I could be dealing with a sin, recurring sin, over and over and over again right now. And God can still use me to change people's lives. And he can still love me no less, no more. He still loves me. And he still desperately wants to meet my every need and wants the best for me. And he's not angry with me. Sin. That's and sin. I can still be in the midst of that sin. And so the question is, well, then then doesn't that give everybody, won't people abuse that? And um, and, and there's this story um, that, that's not in the book, but I heard the story of Abraham Lincoln. And I don't know if you've ever heard the story before, but Abraham Lincoln, obviously not, not that keen on slavery, right? So there's this African-American girl and, and they're having an auction for these slaves, so Abraham Lincoln goes up and he places a bid for this this very young, beautiful African-American girl. And she's like, oh, great. You know, here's another man who wants to buy me, use me, abuse me, and then toss me to the side. You know, and and of course, other people are bidding against him. He raises the bid and it goes back and forth until finally nobody can outbid what Abraham Lincoln has bid for this girl. So they're walking away. He's walking away with his quote unquote property, right? And she's all mad and angry. She goes, you know, what are you going to do with me? And he looks to her and he says, listen, I want to tell you something. You're free. And she's like, what? She says, he says, you're free. What do you mean? So you mean that I'm free to say anything I want to you? If 
well, yeah, that you can say whatever you want to me. You can call me. She goes, I can call you any name I want and you're not going to beat me. You're not going to do, you're free. She goes, well, so I can go anywhere I want. I, I can wear anything I want. I can go any place I want. He says, yes, you're free. And she, mm-hmm. and she kept going on and on. She goes, but no, no, you mean I could do anything? And he's like, yeah, you owe, but I owe you something. And he's like, no, you don't understand. I paid for you so that you would be free. And, and so, so she thought about it and finally sunk in. And with all of that freedom that she quote unquote could take advantage of, you know what she said? Mm. She goes, well, if you don't mind, I think I'd like to go with you. Mm. Powerful. Powerful. And that, that's the freedom we have. And so, yeah, I could sin. I could do anything. And God says, you know what? Yeah, when I, when I look at you, and of course, now I'm starting to understand this imputed righteousness thing. Right. It's like, yeah, I, I, I might be in the midst of a sin that I'm struggling with. And by golly, I could be doing it continually. And God looks at me and he sees me as guiltless <clears throat> and as clean. And he loves me unconditionally. He's not angry with me. It's like... That, that just can't be right. Isn't God, that freedom? That God. is freedom because most churches, it's all around performance. Yes. I don't mean performance to get saved, but you're not doing this and you got to do more of this and you got to serve here. You got to do, 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 do. God says, no, you don't have to do anything. <sighs> I'm you don't free, have to do anything. Free. We're free. Uh, Cliff, this is outstanding. Amazing. And that's really so many people are caught up in religion and it's turned so many people off turns so many people away from the church. My son is pretty radical. He's he's got really really long hair down to the middle of his back. He's, you know, a, a throwback from the 60s. He's only 23 years old. He is a phenomenal musician. And he goes into this church one day and he likes waving flags and dancing and praising of the Lord like David did. Like David did, yep, you know, yep. praising of the Lord and all that stuff. They asked him to leave. We don't wave flags around here. Oh, gosh. I was so irritated, I, I, and I haven't been back to that church. Yeah. I mean, it, and that's religion. Yep. That's yep. religion. I mean, the church that we go to now, if you want to get up and dance, you want to get up and sing, if you want to wave flags and, and praise the Lord and raise your hands and whatever. I mean, you look at David, and David's wife said, you're making a fool out of yourself. You can't do this in front of all the people of Israel. David says, I'm singing to the Lord, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'll become more undignified than this. (laughs) You know, and it is. It's about one thing. It's about relationship with Jesus Christ, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and and he loves us not because of anything we do, but because of everything that he did. And that is the message that is missing so often in in church and religion, man, ah, it just well. Let me, let me tell you something. I've been wondering what in the world God's been thinking using me, you know, and, and and what has He been preparing me for? And let me tell you something. I finally realized what God wants to use me for, and 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 I say, look out, world, here I come. Well, look where you're at. I, I mean, know if if He didn't want you in podcasting, He wouldn't. Look at how many people you touch every single day of every single week. Yeah. And the people that are attracted to you because of who you are, what you represent. Yeah. And how God is using you in your ministry because he said he'll give us the desires of our heart. Okay, so your desire is podcasting. My desire is business and helping salespeople. Yep. And I've led people to Christ through coaching sessions, and we are where we're supposed to be. We don't have to go to Malaysia. We don't have to go to Maui to to witness. We don't have to. Yeah. You know, I spent the first uh, five months of this year believing that I had manipulated, and, and, and of course, I would never use this language, but now I realize what it, for, what it is for what it is. But I spent the first five months of this year manipulating God to bless me. And, and, and what I mean by that is that uh, for the first five months of this year, I woke up every morning at 5 a.m. 
and spent one hour reading the scriptures and praying and and going around thinking to myself that God said that seek first God and his kingdom and the things that he would lay on my heart and then he would and it says that if I would just trust in him for everything he'd provide for my every need and so therefore because I'm doing these things God has to bless me mm-hmm. and you know what I'm going to tell you something God blessed me he mm-hmm. did he blessed me but what I realize now is that <laughs> Not one single morning of those of those five months had anything to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Had nothing, nothing to nothing do with it. Do with it, noob. And because, and you know how I know because it's been since May, and I haven't done any of that stuff, and I've never felt more guilty before in my life. And guess what? The blessings haven't stopped. That's it. That's it. And I, and and I've been and and here's and the reason why this is so big to me. Is Steve? I've been ever since May when I kind of lost all those "quote unquote" should haves, you know, mm. that I've been doing. When mm. I stopped doing those, I've not. I've been feeling guilty, and it's like, how can God continue to bless me? How can people write and say that this is happening? And how can people say that I mean this much and that I should keep it up? And and how can I be struggling with this sin? And 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 how can I do? And it's like, dude, just know that God loves you, and just and, know He loves you. And I'll tell you what there. I I I can't wait to tell the world that I'm free, and and it's not like I want to go tell the world everybody you need to get rid of religion. I I'm 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 praying on a daily basis. God, show me the people who are ready to hear the message of your good news of freedom. Mm. Wow, wow, that is wonderful, Cliff. I am so so happy for you. I am just. Wow, thank you so much for sharing your heart with me. You're welcome. It's really blessed me today because of truly, really blessed me. Well, if you read that book, feel free to shoot me an email anytime you read something and you go, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, you'll you'll not be able to put it down. I I can almost guarantee you that. I'm going to I'm going to get it down on my Kindle. I am going to get it. And uh, I'm going to start reading it. And then and then, you know, I'm excited when I go to my wife and I say, I want you to order 10 books. Yeah, I want you. 10 of these books. She said, we still have four of the books that we ordered last time to give away. I said, just order me the 10 books. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, that is outstanding. And so many people don't know about that freedom because they feel, well, I didn't read my Bible today. I didn't mm-hmm. meditate today. So God doesn't love me. It's not around performance. It has nothing to do with performance. I, I listened to this. Uh, there's this guy. His name is Steve Brown. Uh, he has this ministry. It used to be called Key Life Ministries. And, uh, and, and to be honest with you, I quit listening. I, when I first became a Christian, I listened to him a lot. And then I stopped listening to him because I heard that he was a, <gasps> a Calvinist. And of course me being a Nazarene, I can't listen to a Calvinist, right? Right. You know, that, that, that's you, you, anybody that's a Calvinist, obviously their theology, they think differently than we Nazarenes or, you know, other, you know, uh, it, evangelicals. You know, we, we, we can't be listening to Calvinist theology. And so therefore I had to stop listening to him. Not that anybody ever told me to, but I felt like I needed to because he might, he might tarnish the way that I feel. And so I have this friend of mine, he's my prayer partner. He's been my prayer partner for like 16 years now. And, uh, and I was sharing this with him. He goes, he goes, are you ready to listen to key life's uh, Steve Brown's? Um, and let me tell you what the name of this podcast is. It's, it's, uh, it's, he has, Steve Brown's Scandalous Freedom Podcast. Scandalous Freedom. Freedom Podcast. And I listened to five episodes last night. <laughs> In fact, the the Abraham Lincoln story, that's where oh. I heard it. And, and his name is Steve Brown? Steve Brown. All right. And oh my gosh, it, it, you know, it, it it's everything I just read in this book and it's just awesome. And then I'm like, I am so... I am I I have returned to that first love back when I first found God and and or when when I first opened my heart to God and I've never felt this free since that day. Praise the Lord. Praise the All Lord. All these years and I've been I've been I've been an associate pastor, I've been, oh, I've, yeah. been I've been in ministry, I've been doing things for God and I've been miserable until until kind of like this week. This church we used to go to, the pastor got up and gave a message one time. We have to do more for God. And I'm going, you don't have to do anything for God. Yeah. It's not about do more. We got to 
increase this and increase. No, he just wants our hearts. Yeah. That's all he wants. Hey, there's somewhere in Psalm, I think it's 8110, that says, be still and know that I am God. Yep. There's performance in that scripture. Be still and know that I am God. And that's good enough for me, you know, that, yeah, we all fall into sin. We all get trapped. We all believe the lie some days, and some days are more difficult than others. But I know in my heart of hearts that God loves me no matter what I do or what I have done. And the freedom that comes from that, mm. Yeah. It, I, oh, I'm so excited. I feel like a little kid again. That's wonderful. I am so, so happy for you. I am so happy. And I'm really, what I really enjoy about this is that we share our hearts with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we are totally transparent with each other. Because that's really, you know, you've encouraged me today. Awesome. You've encouraged me today. And, and by sharing your story and opening up who you are and this little bit about you felt guilty, you were in church, everybody's up there singing. You say, I'm not doing this. I'm going to sit here and I'm read my book. Leave me alone. I mean, that's wonderful, Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I feel free. You know, and, and the thing is, 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 is I record, I did record an episode of Pursuing a Balanced Life yesterday and I deleted it. Mm-hmm. You know why I deleted it? Mm. Because I got a little too arrogant with my freedom. <laughs> because <laughs> I, I sit there I, me up it's like the it's like the time you you get on a roll now and then it's it's you get on yep. a roll, you got on a roll here about some podcasting thing this was like six or seven months ago and i'm listening to you on an airplane coming back from somewhere and you had to apologize you apologize the next week because you got a little whipped up i did <laughs> i forget what the what the deal was it has something to do with you know, submitting your podcast or submitting your outline or they change the rules on how you're going to uh, be a part of the speakers for this event or, yes. or so. Are you remember that? I yes. Remember. Oh, oh, trust me. You I were, remember. Oh, yeah. Up. You were whipped up and the next week you came back and, well, you know, I kind of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, the thing. <laughs> the thing is, 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 is I was, I was recording this pursuing a balanced life and, and finally I'm sitting there. It's like, and I don't, and if you, if you disagree with me, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> don't tell me. And if you feel like you have to tell me, then you need to, you should probably pray about why you feel like you need to have to tell me. jeez, <laughs> oh, That's probably a good thing that you, uh, yeah. aren't going to, aren't going to hear that one. You yeah. know? No, we, we have to be really. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you cracked me up. I did. Well, God's like, you know, it's like Cliff. Okay, <laughs> I understand you're excited, but that's right. probably not the best thing to put out right now. Right, because you, you know, you'll you'll become one of those religious leaders if you're not careful, yeah. Peter. I would die for you. <laughs> yes, that's right. You're going to deny me three times before the sun comes up. You know, I mean. <laughs> well, the the thing is, is that um. The, the book, this book that I, I talk about, you know, I, of course that I record, I recorded that yesterday before I finished the book. I finished the last bit of the book that, this morning. And, uh, the, the one thing that I love at, at the end of it, and it was, and I had already deleted that episode. Um, but the one thing it says is before you go teaching it, live it. Yes. You know, it, it's like, it's one thing to understand it, but before don't go, don't go out and me- immediately start teaching it. Live it. Live family life together with other people. Live only to please God before you start teaching it to anybody else. Just because you know it, it's because because if you start teaching it first, you become excited and you feel good about what you're doing again. Yes. yes. Instead of being, and and so that's that's what I need. I, I just need to be, and I just need to, you know, when God lays it on my heart to share it with an individual, then I share it with an individual and. And I move forward, and yes. and and I don't need to start teaching it right away. Right, exactly. And let let God, He'll show you. Yeah. He'll show you exactly what and when and how and where and who He wants you to touch and when to open your mouth and, and all when, of that. So when to shut it. When to sh- and when to shut it. Absolutely, because I get whipped up sometimes too, and that stuff comes out of my mouth. I go, oh man. So no, that's. That's good stuff, Cliff. Thank you so much for sharing that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, I, I praise God for you, my friend, and and I look forward to working with you more in the future. Yeah, we will. So thanks for everything. I'll implement the ideas that we talked about, and then I'll 
I've, you know, I'm traveling to Carrie Wilkerson's event, and we'll schedule something probably mid-October uh, sometime. Well, there you go, my friends. That's the conversation I had with uh, Steve Cloida. And uh, I, I, there's not a whole lot more to say. I think I said it pretty much uh, all for right now. This is uh, certainly uh, not the beginning of this journey. It's certainly not the end of this journey. And, and I just want to say real quickly here that uh, I feel free. I mean, literally, I feel free. And, and I have never desired more to, to be closer to God because I feel like, you know, if I'm, if I'm breaking free from all these things that I leaned on, um, in my past to, to feel good about my relationship with God, if those things are gone, all I got to feel, you know, good about my relationship with God is, is my relationship with God. And that sounds crazy and stupid, but it's true. I I mean, I am so on fire right now. It's it's unbelievable. It's unquenchable. Um, and and this idea that you know because I'm going to quit, you know the the you know participating in the obligations and all this other the institution of the church. If, if anybody's afraid that I'm going to lose fellowship with other believers in Christ, that that's just not going to happen. As a matter of fact, I have a very strong desire. And in fact, my wife and I, we met, uh, we went to our Bible study group from, from our current church right now, uh, to, to our home team group. It's, it, we, they call them home team groups. And, uh, we went a half an hour early to, to sit down and talk with the leader of our group who happens to be an elder in our church and explain to him, you know, that, that we're, we're leaving the church, uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, the, the, you know, we're not leaving that we are the church. I mean, you can't leave that. See, that's the thing. I can't, I can't leave the church. I am the church. We are the church, but we're, we're, we're giving up on, on the, the way we participate. We, we just want to let them know, um, you know, and, and Wednesday nights we were having a difficult time with our schedule. And, and you know what though, we, we, we were prepared to, to kind of no longer commit ourselves to this weekly meeting that that you know that we have and we went tonight and and i'll tell you what because it was no longer we in our mind an obligation we went tonight and oh my gosh it was amazing we had the most amazing time and of course the question will be now i'm, I'm gonna go back i'm gonna you know have some conversation further conversation with uh with the leader of that group and I, i'm gonna ask him straight up i say listen you know we came in intending to, you know, kind of withdraw our commitment to any organized events and stuff like that. That isn't just natural expression of, you know, doing life and doing church, you know, being the church, being the church together. And wow, we experienced it in this group this, this week in, in ways that, that it, it was just, wow, it was really great. And what's being planned next week? And 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 I, Stephanie and I talked, and it's like, you know what? I wonder if they would be okay if if we continued to meet with them weekly. We we would love that. I mean, if but the thing is, is would they be okay with that if we just don't happen to show up very often on Sunday morning? If we, if we kind of just you know do different things on Sundays instead of attending Sunday morning worship at that building and 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 you know we involve ourselves in in lots of other expressions of being the church with other people and and uh that's something i I guess i'll find out you know because because i really enjoyed the people in our group right now and and starting to feel connected to them in a way that i hadn't felt in a long you know that i that i didn't even connect to the last time our group met and they're in our groups from this church they actually meet um, you know, a couple months and then they take, a, you know, some time off and then they made a couple months and they take some time off. So it's actually a really, really easy, uh, thing that it's, we still have some scheduling conflicts that, that, you know, mess with Megan's dance schedule and, and making her sit there and wait for half an hour while we finish up and pick her up and stuff. But, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I can tell you right now that when I led a, a home team group in our, in our church, um, you know, that I, I, it, it, it's, it was kind of frowned upon to have somebody who's not a member of the church participate regularly in, in, in your home team. Uh, you know, and, and, and they had their reasons for that. I, I disagreed with their reasons and, 
I disagreed with a couple other reasons, things that were going on. And so I, I ended up no longer leading a group there. But uh, here, here's the thing uh, to wrap this up. And, and I do, I, I need to wrap this up. I need to head to bed myself. But uh, here, here's the thing. I, Stephanie and I have made the decision. We've talked with our kids, uh, had an amazing conversation. We, we had church. I'm not kidding. We had church and our kids are like, dude, we just did church. That was great. Um, Stephanie and I and our family, we, we are withdrawing our participation in the, in the standard routine institutionalized church as far as our commitments and obligations to it. And uh, we, are, we are very much going to continue to, to seek out, you know, true sharing of life, true community, true living out life together with other believers. And, and it's amazing that, that I'm, I'm already being, you know, obviously this conversation with Steve was, he was really the first person outside of my wife and my prayer partner, Robert, that I've talked to. And, and, and Robert's been, you know, you know, edging towards this direction and, and we're finding some other people on the journey. And obviously I told you that book didn't just fall into my hands. Uh, you know, somebody else brought it into the house and I read this book and, and the book by, uh, by the way, again, is called, so you don't want to go to church anymore. So you don't want to go to church anymore. And it's by Wayne Jacobson, which by the way, is a pseudonym for, I think the, the guy who is, whose real name, he happens to be a, a former pastor, I believe. And Dave Coleman. And, uh, you can find this if you just go to, um, gspn.tv forward slash go to church or if you want to buy it from our sponsor uh, mardell.com m-a-r-d-e-l.com slash gspn let's see if it's up there yet it might be no it's not there yet actually yeah it it is or it was i thought one year to do, 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 do. no it's not there anyway so um I'll tell you what, by the time you listen to this, if it's on our sponsor's website for the Family from the Heart show, please do me a favor and go to mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com slash G-S-P-N. Uh, if it's there on our featured products page, then do us a favor, buy it through there, get 10% off, use promo code G-S-P-N. If it's not, go to gspn.tv slash go to church. That's it. gspn.tv forward slash G-O-T-O church go to church and that'll take you to the amazon uh place where you can you can buy it and of course if you're going to get it for your kindle you'll have to go there anyway so uh, i would encourage you to do that and i'm going to go ahead and click this uh music here right there and my friends that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the about the church podcast um i'm going to tell you right now i i'm free i'm a free man uh, and you know what i'm free to go to these places that they call the church, which I don't know why they do, but uh, I'm, I'm free to go there and, and I'm free to not go there. I'm free to, I'm free to be me in Christ and, and I'm excited about it. And uh, yeah, there, trust me, there's more coming. There's more coming. God's been working on my heart for some time and really been feeling a call to, to come back to some almost daily devotion about the church stuff and There's lots more coming, my friends. Until next time, I encourage you to join the community.